Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes, and with me, returning, Zach Busman. Zach, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Called you out of your desk, up to the the recording studio. Um, you have no idea what we're about to talk about, but you're here. That's what that's what's the most important thing. Yeah, I'm you're here. Ready to go? I'm here. I'm ready. I'm excited. You're Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice off the bench. I'll do what needs to be done. There you go. Thank you for being here. Um, I have decided to title this episode, right? Or this episode has come about um, since, you know, a, lot, a, f- a few weeks ago, somebody told me um, the same person I talked about in the last episode who, like, said uh, the podcast could be could be big if we did it a little bit more regularly. He he, I was like, what what about it? Like, why did you say that? And he's like. Like the way you talk about like the spiritual side of the game of golf, so I was like, "Oh, that's interesting," because because I think sometimes we like we do talk about like the deeper side of golf, but um, not always in the most like organized way. You know what I mean? Like just like hit on some of these themes and ideas, but it was never like here's an here's an argument for the spiritual side of golf. So that's what I have, I've tried to come up with today is my own argument of how we could approach golf as a more spiritual game. Awesome. And so, so you're here, you're here as a, as a sounding board to maybe ask questions. You know, I don't know if I'm always being as clear as I could be. Um, but also like need to let, I need, need to know like what somebody thinks, you know, hearing this for the first time. You know, I think when it's, when it's me and Peter Donahue here, I mean, he is, he's the podcast you know, the original podcast, The Godfather of Golf. But I think him and I, you know, always just like agree about the same things. And so um, it's good. Not that you're going to disagree with what I'm saying, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's good to have like a counterpoint if if necessary. Yeah, for sure. Always good to bring other people in. I mean, get different, I don't know, different reactions. And yeah, I mean... Pete has a lot more wisdom than me, so oh. I, you know. You're my, sitting in his chair. Yeah, so yeah. here we go. So we're talking about the spirituality of golf, and I think the spiritual spirituality of golf, that's kind of a tough word for some people because it's, you know, like you just think of like going to church or like religious things. But I think it's like the spiritual aspects of golf, or like the parts of golf that are more than like what appears, you know, more than like the obvious, like, you have 14 clubs, you hit a ball into a hole, you keep a score at the end of the day. It's very like X's and O's, black and white. Because um, I think, I mean, would you agree that there are spiritual elements of golf that you have experienced? Yes, I would. I And what comes to mind for you? Uh, sort of like the feeling you can get during a round and how a round can have so many things to it and every round is unique mm. mm-hmm. and different. It's, it's not easy to articulate, Yeah, 
but that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do have that sense that something spiritual is going on at certain, you know, at times. Yeah. And do you mean like and so kind of like tapping it? Would you agree that like the spiritual part of it is like tapping into something like deeper than like what's obvious, like what's on the surface? Is that like a fair definition? Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. And do you, but and then do you do you also find that you ever um that that there've been times where you just like ignore or like don't think about those parts of golf because it's like, "Oh, I shot 86." Yeah. Do you know I, what I mean? Yeah, That's I like suppose. very different than just like, "Oh, I had a an experience here." Right. Right. Oh yeah. I mean lots of times. Okay. So so I th- yeah, I agree. I think everyone has those same kind of problems. So that's part of like the goal of what I'm going for with this episode is like how could we articulate maybe like a slightly different way of like looking at golf going into it rather than you know, rather than like playing it and being like, "Oh yeah, there's like you know, golf's a metaphor for life. You get some you hit some good shots and get bad bounces and you hit bad shots and good bounces and at the end of the day, you go home. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Those, you just have to face the next challenge. Yeah. And such, so... Like life. You but know? still, but still, you know what I mean? Like sometimes people like, we talk about those things, but then it's like at the end of the day, it's like, oh, what'd you shoot? 81. Oh, right. dang. Yeah, you know, I couldn't putt. And like that's the story right. of what we're telling because we ne- we've never had a framework of like how to see golf in a different way that could like lead to like maybe a different type of like story or description. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. I, I already have a couple of questions, but... All right, great. Yeah, I'll refrain. I'm sure. We'll get there. Um, so, uh, what... Uh, the way I want to, like, go about this is with a quote that I sent you. Um, it's really, like... It's, I suppose it's sort of like a poem. What you, your, as your first, uh, you know, reaction to it. And this is from... I read this book by this philosopher named John Caputo, and he referenced this quote... Um, and I think it's really interesting. And so the quote, I'll read it, is it's talking about a rose, a flower. It says, a rose is without why. It blossoms because it blossoms. It cares not for itself. It asks not if it's seen. And this is by someone from like the 14th century named Angelus Silesius. Um, I've never heard of it before. So again, I'll read it again. It says, a rose is without why. It blossoms because it blossoms. It cares not for itself. It asks not if it's seen. And so what um, I think is interesting about this quote or what they're, what they're getting at is that there's this, um, you know, you just think about like all the problems that like, we have as people, right? Like worried about, I don't know, what are you worried about right now? Um. Not really worried. You're not worried about anything? I mean... Do you ever have just like a general worry just about like money? Like might not ever have enough or sure. maybe like I'm worried about my golf game. Might sure. not be good enough. Uh, you know, not sure where things could be in five years. What You know, these are just like general worries that just like everyone has or general like fears or general doubts or yeah. all these things that just like come with being a human, right? And right. so what they're saying, I think, in this thing is like a rose, like a flower like doesn't ask these questions the flower just kind of like exists and it doesn't like care if you see it doesn't care like what you do it's just like there and so it's like saying that there's this like 
different way of being in the world that's like different than what we're used to. Does that make sense? That makes Are sense. Are you tracking? Okay. Yes. Um, and so I think, cause you think about like, um, I guess like other things people are tend to just like think about or like get fixated on is like the who, the why, the how, the, the what's of life. Like who, like who are you? How important are you? Why? Like why is this happening? What purpose is this serving? Uh, how? Like how are you going to complete that? How are you going to afford that? How are you going to get where you want to go? Um, all these are just like our default like modes of living. It's just like worrying about those questions and trying to answer them. And we try to you know, make more money or, or meet new people or, or whatever to kind of like follow those things. Um, and it could kind of be like, I don't know, like a rat race, like a hamster on a wheel, right? Because like even when you answer some of those, they never really like go away. Yeah, it's always the next thing. Yeah. Something's always going on in your life, right? Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, like you said. And so this is just asking us, this quote is like asking us to like consider like the rose, like a different, there'd be a different way of being in the world, even though it's just like a plant um, that is not quite as concerned with these questions. Okay. So now maybe this is a, um, to get it back to golf, if, if we were to, in my own way, like if I were to rewrite this quote in golf from golf terms. It would be, golf is without why. It exists because it exists. It cares not for itself, and it asks not if it's played. <laughs> Great quote. Nice. Yeah, that's beautiful. It should be a, I'll read it. I'll show you it one more time. Golf is without why. It exists because it exists. It cares not for itself, asks not if it's played. So um, i kind of been thinking about this since my trip to Scotland, which I'm sure everyone's heard about by now because... I spent two hours talking about it on a podcast, yep. so we don't need to, you know, get into it. But um, just like from a big picture point of view, I had this thought that golf has always existed. Okay, even though like the game of golf hasn't, like as we know it now, hasn't always existed, and there have been changes. But like um, the courses and like the land, especially in Scotland, um, has been there for like literally, like literally forever. Like, and for the most part, unchanged, right? And so it's like, it just was a matter of time until golf was, like, found to be played, right? You could imagine the first people, like, especially when you're there and you see, like, all the mounds and it's on the ocean and, like, how the land goes. Like, it's only a matter of time before someone would be like, all right, like, let's let's hit this rock over that hill just to, like, see what happened, you know? Right. And so um, to me, that's, like, a different way that it was that something was invented rather than like basketball basketball like james naismith was like he was like a gym teacher it's like let's come up with something to do in the winter and then they compete whereas golf was like something that's like a more like deeper thing that's been around in the world and it was just a matter of time before we like figured out how to play with it yeah And so where I, I guess where I'm going with this is that um, 
if we look at golf this way, if we look at golf the same way that we look at the rose as like this thing that's just like is there and we have a chance to interact with it or play with it, that's maybe a different way of looking at it as opposed to like the like the default way of looking at golf, which is like the only purpose of this thing is to shoot my best score or to um, try to like beat this person or really like to master it as a whole. You, you even think about like some of the... Um, just think about like golf commercials on TV, like advertising like shoes that will help you aim straight, like those square shoes. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. or, or like the clubs that are like maximum forgiveness, maximum distance. And it's like, they're, they're like approaching golf as something that's like the only thing here to do is like shoot my absolute best, best score, or like hit my, hit the ball absolutely as far as I possibly could. And with like the thinking that like, oh, if I could just do that, um, then I would finally like be satisfied or like be happy. Yeah, but it's not fulfilling. But it's not right. Yeah, you know it's really I mean? not. Yeah. Wait, what do you What do you mean? Like, what's not? What are you thinking about that's not um, that fulfilling? Uh, the score. In the moment, it is, but it yeah. it just wears off after you've shot your best round. Yeah. And then when you can't repeat that round, if if you're still focused on the score and like you're not gonna be able to just shoot your best every time. Yeah. So it's always gonna leave you feeling, I don't know, could make you feel empty. Yeah. But just, it, it's just a small part of the game. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. But it's really hard not to focus on, which I do struggle with. Yeah. I want to score well every time I play. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think you have to have that. Like, I think you have to have that. Just like as far as as being like the structure of it or it like doesn't exist you know what i mean like if you're not if you don't have like some goal you know like but but could score could score be like the uh i don't know this isn't gonna work that well but of like um you know like we've been watching lots of formula one and like all the different tracks could could score be just like the way the track was laid out that day or something and like sure that that it's like there because and that's the thing that like makes you play the game and like keeps you going and like keeps you uh you know in a certain lane but it's not really like the story of all that's going on yeah or all so, that could be going on so the score doesn't give golf meaning but this other st- stuff that you're talking about is, sure. is actually yeah. the meaning but the commercials and everything say that score is the meaning so the score like, is the meaning, but or but also like, like the ego most, like, is that's the what meaning. the game is about. Yeah, is the, the game score. or score, but also I think it's or getting better at the game. Yeah, it could be getting better at the game, but I think it's more of like there's like ways to approach. I think there's ways to approach score. There's ways to approach hitting the ball farther or better or straighter that are like very like self-serving you know, like that are just like for your ego. And just so like you can talk about how you hit a 300 yard drive or you can talk about how you had an under par round. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference. Um, I think there's a difference between shooting your best score and being like really proud of it because like you know that like you accomplished something yourself. That's different than being like, oh, I want to shoot under par so I can, you know, like post about it and like tell people about it right yeah which is like a thing which is 
a th- definitely a thing like that happens definitely right or even like we post you know on our instagram like when our students do well we like post oh great 67 so like are they trying to shoot six i guess our instagram isn't that popular but you could imagine someone who had a more popular instagram and the kids would like oh i want to try to do good so i can get like promoted on this page which is like different than being like man i really love golf and i want to just like get as good as i can at it and like let's see what happens right i guess i'm trying to it's like such a fine line i think between those two things and maybe it's maybe it's ultimately not even worth making this distinction but i think i actually think that it is um i think it's at least interesting to like explore and to talk about it um because uh another thing that another thing that like caputo he writes in his book is he says when he's talking about the rose he's like without the he's like without these like mystical poets like people who are writing these things um he's like everything would just be a means to an end everything would be ground up serving a purpose and would not be worth anything unless you could use it for something else there would not be anything you could sell if not for a good price and so he's kind of just like talking about how like without these ideas that there's maybe like another way to be it's just like so easy to fall into these cracks or, or these like tracks of like take to your life of like oh if i had more money i'd be happier if i had this i'd be happier if i wore these clothes i'd be happier like these like default things that if i won my fantasy league you know you're into <laughs> fantasy like if i just did that then i'd be you know then i would be fulfilled right like those are just like the easiest ways to just like be if we're not that intentional about it but yeah, I think, you can get into so many funks like like that, just doing that, following all that stuff. Yeah, because like Con- the default like constantly, like day after day, and yeah, not really like I don't know, going not really uh, doing much of anything for like the love of it or or just without a reward, right? Sort of thing, you know? Yes, yes. So I exactly I can relate. Yeah, and so. I think the potential, you know, value to this is that it's just like setting up like another option of how you can see. It's like how you can, it's how you can see golf, but I I suppose this really is ultimately something like you could compare it to anything, you know, anything in the world. Like um, if you think about, uh, I guess maybe one example of this is like we need, as humans, we need food to survive, right? You like need fuel to, to keep going, but like, if you think about, you know, like Christmas dinner with your family, which I've been to your Christmas <laughs> dinner at your family's house, like yeah. on Christmas Eve, that's like, uh, that's a completely different thing than like us getting together so we can fuel up to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's almost like if you were to, like, if Christmas dinner was, let's just, Let's just eat because if we don't eat, we won't survive. And then we'll like go our separate ways. Like that's almost like such a wrong way to approach it. Wow. That's a great example. That Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like a little dramatic, but like, I, but you know for what I mean? sure. Like, like, like when you, when you, you describe... compare, when you compare those two things, yeah. like, and then you start thinking about it from like, the golf point of view mm-hmm. it's like 
yeah, like, what are we doing? Like, mm. why are, you know? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean, what are we doing? Well, you would never be at a Christmas dinner, like you were saying, and just be eating to survive. Right. And then end the dinner immediately after. All right. You know? Yeah. But we we do that with golf. Like, in what what ways well, do you think, are you thinking about right now? Like, focusing on the score... And if it's not going well, you're, you're, that's like, Mm -hmm. it's done. So you have, you have to play well in order to get what you get, get what you need. Yeah. Or else there was like no point of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like you would be starving mm -hmm. because you didn't play Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. What? And so when, when we bring up the example of like Christmas dinner versus just like eating for, for like fuel, what? Like, what is it to you that makes, like, the Christmas dinner, like, meaningful? Oh, it's it's one of those times where you're just together with family in a unique way, where especially as, as you grow up and, like, are into adulthood, you don't see your family that much. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I think it, it gets better and better every year. Yeah. Just hanging out, um, sharing things talking about old times, you know, yeah, just being with your people, like, yeah. So being like being with your people, like there's a comfort in very comfort being around people that like that love you and that you love. And so that's like a valuable thing, especially when you do it. Like you have these like rituals of like Thanksgiving, Christmas, like there are things you do, uh, you know, every year that kind of like give, you know, some sort of like a structure to like the calendar. Um, in some of my notes, I wrote like without, so like without this, without the rose, without thought of the rose, like golf would just, I don't know, it would it only be a competition? Would it only be concerned with the latest technology and equipment? Would it be too much about like the conditioning of the course, um, or about like I think there's another thing of like people on YouTube and Instagram who, I don't know, they they do all these like, ch- I don't know if you're on golf YouTube, but like yeah, yeah, they do all these like challenges of like. Let's, uh, I don't know. That, that's break, just Break 75. Break 75. I like that one with, with Rick Shields. But I think there's other ones that are designed more of like, they're not people showing them like playing golf or doing something that they actually care about. They're just like, hey, if we do this crazy thing, that then we'll get more YouTube views, right? Like mm. you could imagine like there'd be a difference in making a video to show like something you're really passionate about and making a video just to like, because you know people will will like watch it um so i think there's like if um i guess like any time golf becomes like too much about these things it um it's maybe like different than what it was like what it was supposed to be if we're gonna like circle back right golf was just like always this thing that's like that my made up quote of like it doesn't it's just there it doesn't like care if you play it it doesn't like care if you look at it but that's like, the thing like it's so unique yeah. like no other sport you know yeah because everything else is man-made or, or like a facility like a basketball court yeah. or a stadium yes. even if even outdoor sports are it's a facility you know yes. is made and then you just have this land so much land you know mm-hmm. of a golf course yeah and there's so many golf courses yeah. and it's just actual it's not like it's not a field it's not a stadium it's 
especially yeah. out in Scotland, like you're describing, mm-hmm. it's just, it's been there and yeah. it hasn't been changed yeah. and it's sounds incredible and sure. super unique. I've never yeah. been, but I want to go. Yeah. But the, and then there's places here, like obviously like we don't have the same land here. So we have to do, had to do some work in like moving the land to make, you know, try to almost copy what it's like over there, which, which is totally fine. But like, there's good examples of like, you know, like Lasonia or Spring Valley, um, where it's like, these are really like, the land is just really incredible. I think, Do you know what I mean? Even yeah. though like a lot of us man-made and they use like steam shovels, to like push the dirt around. Um, and that's not like how it always was. Um, but that's like, that's different to me than like, Donald Trump building a course and putting like a massive waterfall yeah. on the 18th hole that like doesn't even fit yeah. with yeah because anything. it's yeah at Spring Valley they you know they thought about what they wanted to do and and they they did it in a way that you know kind of isn't mainstream American yeah Hit the ball sure. high yeah, golf. yeah it is a little bit more yeah you know yeah more to bounce bounce the it around yeah cool like slopes the hills moves, undulations yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah and so i think when it, and then when it comes to courses though but then there's like there's examples you know as i just said of like let's uh you know where where i think it golf and so and i know you know it might be hitting a sore subject with you but where golf becomes all about like the amenities like the perfect pro shop and the carts with like the incredible seats um which I know like are good things for some people, but it's like if it becomes too much about those things, if like we install like ridiculous waterfalls by the green that like don't even fit, uh, they don't make no sense. It's like, what are we, yeah. we're just trying to make golf into something that's like more elite or more rich. And that really has nothing to do with, with like the way golf was supposed to be. And when I say golf, the way golf was supposed to be, it's like these courses that were just there and like, were almost discovered. Like if you built a waterfall off by the whole 18 at the old course, like it would ruin it. It would ruin it. It would be the stupidest thing. Nobody would ever do that. So like, yeah. why would we ever like want to do that here? But it's like, we get, it's, it's almost easy to get twisted and be like, Oh, if we have things, if we make them as nice as possible, if we make them as convenient, if we make them as fancy, if we make them as rich as possible, then that will automatically mean it's better. But I don't think that that's actually true. I don't think so either. But I think people do get into a trap with American golf and, and liking the really nice things because they, they feel like they're doing something that the pros get to do. Mm. You know, if you're playing at a, at a course um, that's really, really well manicured and, yeah. and fancy and all this stuff, like the bent grass fairways sure. are just immaculate, mm-hmm. you feel like you're doing something that the pros actually do like, Oh, a pro would approve a pro, you know, they would play here. Sure. Yeah. And it's not that, I mean, I enjoy playing courses that are in good condition. I mean, like when golf, when they first started playing golf, they literally had like rabbits to mow the fairways with. Like they didn't have mowers. Like they just hoped the bunnies like (laughs) ate the grass in the right spot. (laughs) So like, I'm not saying we should go back to that, but I think it's finding that, uh, but you see how there's like two, there's definitely like two sides. There's a one side of spectrum. There's like golf that had bunny rabbits as greenkeepers, which was from 600 years ago. And on the other hand, it's like, ev- is like, I don't, you know, you're never allowed to say anything bad about Augusta National, but like 
everything being absolutely perfect, like the flowers, just like that's like the complete opposite end. That um, I actually maybe Augusta is not the best example because there's like a lot of history to that. Um, but like the courses who then you know like try to copy Augusta and be like, oh, the only way this can be a good place is if it's in perfect condition and there's nothing out of place and all the flowers are perfect and every, you know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of like, I don't think there's ever, you're never like cho cho choosing one, one or the other. I think it's more a matter of just like living like between the two. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's not like one of these has to win, but I think it's more of just like, can you figure out a way to like navigate between these things and like that would be um maybe a good way to go about it or maybe like a more full way to go about it um in my in my opinion so what i think we're, we're 20 we're 28 minutes in have i yeah how how's the argument how's the argument going have i convinced you of anything new you've gotten me to think deeper on on the game um, I just have some questions, but okay, what waiting questions? for when there. Let's go. Let's let's go. Uh, now is as good of a time as as any. One question that came to mind yeah. is: Do you think someone has to really love golf to get the spirituality part of it? Mm. Because here's why I ask this: yes. There's a lot of golfers out there that just they get to their course mm -hmm. with like their buddies and it's about just drinking and mm -hmm. riding around in the cart mm -hmm. and like trying to beat each other at golf, but they're not even that good. Mm -hmm. And just, I feel like they would never even have these thoughts mm. ever, and which is, yeah. Is that, so, so what do I think about that? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm just saying, is this like, do you think someone who's like brand new to the game, like beginner level, could yeah because i don't think you have to be good i don't think i don't you yeah. have to be good um i think i wonder if like the people who uh, as you said like all they care about is drinking and beating their friends like is that just like what they've been told golf is you yeah know, it like, could from be. the beginning like that's the only story that that's the only option that they've been given could be but, so but i guess what i'm saying is is um like when I say like do you have to love the game do yeah. you sort of have to discover this uh, well like literally nobody else is talking about this well yeah but golf. Like, so right but like go out on the course and you sort of have to discover after playing a certain amount of rounds that like, um, golf makes you feel a certain way and there's certain like yeah may approaches I mean, maybe, that maybe it would change as I guess I'm what it made what you what you said made me think back to like the example of of like Christmas dinner with your family versus versus just like eating a meal for fuel where like right. could those guys is that like I could see people who go who like just that typical group you're talking about who just want to drink and beat their friends like I feel like there'd be a way to still play that game and like be in that group but you could see it as like a more sacred activity of like I get to go hang out with my friends for five hours and that's like the one time a week where I get to do that and I don't have to worry about work or I don't have to like worry about family concerns or whatever. And it's like 
this is like a special time. And I think you could, if you look at it that way, you're going to have a different experience um, than if you're just like, oh, the only thing that matters is whether I like won or lost right. This, right. this thing. Um, so, so do you think that it takes a long, it can take a long time? I to, think maybe it does take a little bit of mature, like maybe maturity. To realize that you're not fulfilled by the score. Yeah, I think It could so. take yeah. hundreds of rounds. It could. Or whatever. It could. Maybe, but maybe it wouldn't because I don't, um, I, I'm thinking back to our, like the Christmas analogy and it's like or when you were, you know, when you were like 11, it's like. Christmas is is won or lost based on the quality of gifts you receive, <laughs> right? Sure. Like yeah. it's like oh I got what I wanted. It's like this feeling of like you did it, like you won. It was a feel, or it's like oh I didn't get what I wanted. But now when you're older it's like oh that that's not even that's not even half the purpose. No, I know. Like, it's why it's like there. it's like wow, I actually get to see my family for a few days. Yeah. And maybe see some, you know, yeah. friends I haven't seen, and yeah. yeah. So it, I mean, you and, could and a lot more other stuff too. And it's so just, you could go there's a lot like, more that you care about. Yeah. Like, there's probably people your age who still are like, "Did I get good enough presents this year?" Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like probably. it's not a guarantee, right. or they or they you know go to go back and they just like complain about their family or. Or whatever it is, um, you know, there's, there'd be a way to, to do Christmas where there's just a lot more complaining or there's a way to do it where there's like, you're just like really happy for the, uh, the opportunity that you have to do these things. Yeah. And I, so I think golf is the same way of like, you have, a, you have the opportunity to see it as like this, this like really special thing that will let you let's say connect with other people, connect with yourself, connect with nature, slow down for a little bit. Like you have a chance, you have opportunity to look at it like that, or you can just like go into like the default way where it's like you let things bother you. You only care about what, like the conclusion, whether you come out on top, like et cetera. Yep. Um, Did that, did you have any other questions? I was going to ask early on if, if you think this is like individualistic, so when we talk about spirituality, like you said at the mm-hmm. start, people immediately think of religion mm-hmm. a lot of times. Yeah. And there's like so many religions. Sure. Do you think like golf like brings like the spiritual side of golf is like made up of like tons of like spiritual like religions in a sense. Oh, do I think golf Golf combines. Do I think golf combines all religions? No, is that what you're asking? It's not what I'm asking. Am I? Are you I'm saying, saying is golf at, like a different religion compared to the other religions? Yeah, sort of like that. Like, um, could my golf like spirituality be way different than someone else's? Oh, I while see. not, yeah. while still. Oh, I see what you're saying. Following the analogy, so how could you analogy see, that you were saying, yeah, the rose. How could were, you like r- yeah. the rose? Is there a one size fits all? Yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying, and I would, I would probably agree with what you're saying of like yeah like the way you like you would see it is probably different than how i would would see it but i think there's different things and i think it would change for people kind of like over time um do you know what i mean like maybe there's a time where you care more about like the people you're with um maybe there's time where it's like 
Um, like for me, like when you go play around, when you go play in Scotland, that's like a different thing you're doing than when you go play, you know, Sunset Valley with your friends and you play a match, which we've done a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are different things you're, you're getting it. You're not like kind of tapping into the same thing, which is maybe like one of the cool things about golf is that there's so many different ways to kind of ask these questions or explore things yeah. kind of about the world. So what do you, what do you do if you're playing with three other people who aren't religious about the game? Mm. Aren't spiritual about the aren't game. Aren't spiritual about the game. Like, do you just, I mean, maybe you could find a better group to play with. Right. Um, um, that would be one way to go about it. Um, I don't think that you would have to like not play with them. Uh, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying, can you stay in your mode and, or is that going to be too hard? Yeah, it probably becomes hard. It probably becomes a little bit harder, right? Like if you were to, let's just say you were like, you were raised Catholic. Like if you all of a sudden got dropped into like Morocco where there weren't any other Catholics, <laughs> it would be harder to do what you were trying to do. Um, but it probably wouldn't make it impossible. Um, yeah, I think of it more as like the reason I I don't like I don't like the word like spirituality or religion is because it makes it seem like there are all these like rules or like requirements, just like the words have those like connotations with them. Do you know what I mean? I definitely I don't want it to seem like, oh, I see golf differently than these people. And then there's like also that's other thing like religion has a very like you're either in or you're out. Right, like yeah, me those, those words, those words can be a huge turnoff for people. Yeah, it's just like you hear that word, and yeah, I don't yeah, know. and so this is more of like, uh, I think of it more as like, we have this like baseline level where we have like our default setting of like, it's just about score and whatever. But then like, there's the opportunity to like go further or to go deeper, and so um, another quote I've, I probably talked about it lately might've been on our last podcast. I'm not sure of like, um, that, uh, this is from Pete Holmes podcast. He says a metaphor, a metaphor is true because it shows how energy moves in the universe. Okay. A metaphor is true. It shows how en energy moves in the universe. So you could say like golf, let's just take the, the golf as a metaphor for life, right? Okay. That would only be true if it shows how energy moves in the universe, which I believe that it does. And it's like, if you think about that, of like thinking about how energy moves in the universe, that's not something you can like study in a book. It's like something you need to like go out and experience for yourself. Right. So, um, one example of like a metaphor, um, let's, we'll go to, we'll go to religion. We'll go to the Bible. There's a, there's a pattern of like, of life, death, like resurrection. That's like the Jesus story, right? Lived, died, born again. Yep. But this, pattern is also like in the seasons there's like summer fall winter and then like spring where things start to grow again so like in the flow of the universe there is the same the same like pattern that shows how things how things are and so in the same way like i'm sure like there's been a time in your life where like you messed up you got in trouble like you made a mistake and like at a time it was like the worst thing that could ever happen to you right but then like a year later you can look back on it and be like, Oh wow. Like I actually like grew from that. I actually like learned from that. Right. So it's like, like that the good things like come from the failure 
or like the way that you grow as a person is like through things like going wrong for you. Yeah, grow through what you go through. Yeah, for sure. So like you would agree, like hundred percent. Yeah, you agree. So I think those are so like that's like one. That's like one example of like how there are these like metaphors that like show how the the energy moves through the universe. And so like with things like that, you 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 have the option of like you don't have to view them in a spiritual way. Like when something bad happens to you, you could just complain about it or play the victim, right? Or just like blame other people. Like it wasn't even my fault, but like, or you could be like, oh, like you could see things from like a bigger picture point of view and be like, oh, these things happen. Like let's, I wonder what I'll learn from this or, you know, maybe you can't say that in the moment, but I think there's definitely like people who approach like pain and failure, you know, both ways. Ton, tons of ways yeah even more ways than that but yeah um for sure and so like if so it's like you don't so with golf and with these things it's like you don't have to view them in a spiritual way but you don't like have to see that like this is showing you about the world but like you can't like you have the opportunity like what could be like cooler than that um yeah because um yeah, I don't know. I just think it's um golf is like such a a deep thing and there's like so much to it that um I I guess I have I'm I'm wondering if we just like leave it there. I think this is kind of like a lot to chew on. What do you think? Do you have do you have do you have any more do you have any more thoughts? It's really interesting. What's like what like what I gotta, do you mean? I gotta like, like, how, how do you put how do you put I like gotta words still to digest this? it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what like word like you say like it's interesting. What is what is it to you? Like what are you thinking about? I don't know. I just I just like know how the game like can make you feel. And it's like almost indescribable mm. sometimes. Which you is mean make you feel which good. is where I are you talking about good or bad things? Good things. Good feeling. Good feelings. Yeah. Okay. Or I mean, yeah, bad ones too. Yeah. If you allow yourself to be in that, sure. You know. Yeah. But yeah, like, and that so that point that feeling that I've experienced before. Yes. And then hearing you, like, really passionately go into all the stuff makes me definitely like buy in hmm. when like do you have an example like do you know when you like experienced something like this like just um when you have those rounds where you don't think about anything else hmm. and you can you're like truly like in zen mode it seems like yeah even if you didn't even plan that it's just yeah sort of happens naturally almost while you're sure. out there Sure. And then also just the the feeling of striking a perfect shot. Yeah. I know like Yeah. I mean that's people fun. say that yeah. all the time. That's like But but yeah, like seriously though, you know. But how okay, let's talk about both those things. Let's talk about the Zen. So like you could have met like you definitely um so you're saying like it would be more, it would be interesting to view golf in a way as like, oh, I'm going to have an experience where like I might have this like Zen moment. 
and like just being like more part of it more I, being I, more obvious about that like oh this is something that could happen today yeah, yeah for sure and like this is something that brings value to golf rather than just like the competition aspect of it so yeah. you thought that's part that's been helpful yeah def- definitely that okay. but i'm saying too that just being in this room right now for this has like made me want to you know look into it more hmm. i don't yeah. fully understand necessarily sure. at all but sure. i'm fascinated by the discussion okay. you know yeah so um so the let's end with that one like you're like the feeling of of like hitting like the perfect shot right like there's yeah. nothing there's like nothing like it and that's something that like even if you're not very good at golf you'll probably hit like one of those shots yeah. a day mm-hmm. or, and that is like what you know quote the shot that keeps you coming back um but how many times, like, you, I've I've seen this happen, not, like, to myself, but to other people. Of, like, they hit, like, a real, maybe I'm thinking of a specific example. Like, you like, a really, really good shot, like, kind of far away. And it's, like, it's, like, the pin is, like, over a bunker. And it, like, catches the lip of the bunker. And just, like, plugs. Like, you're dead. You have no yeah. chance from there. But they hit the perfect shot, but like because of that like bad bounce, they're just like so upset at what happened that that's crazy. Even, that's crazy. Yeah, they didn't even get to appreciate like the amazing thing that just happened. I know that's so crazy. Like they're upset about it, uh-huh. even though they hit a great shot. Yeah, but also it's like like in life too, you can do all the right things sometimes, yeah. or feel like you you know. Yeah. But you're so, but like, I guess this is the thing, like the and non-spiritual way of seeing golf is like, so it's so outcome oriented rather than, right. I guess like process or like being in the moment oriented. And that's, I mean, this is where all like good mental coaches are like trying to take, you know, teach people to be, is like to be present and like meditation and mindfulness and all these sorts of things. So some of this isn't, you know, isn't brand new. I guess it's just more of like seeing golf more of this, like in a more intentional way. Um, cause you've also seen like the person, uh, like, like if you hit a really good shot, are you happy because like you're you're happy that you got to experience a really good shot, or are you happy because like now you're gonna make birdie? Do you know what I mean? I know those what are you two mean. different things. Yeah, um, totally. And the default is like, oh, now I can make birdie. Oh, right. after no, this, no, actually, I'll be when, over. actually, when I when I think back on you know having moments of hitting, you know what I say is like the perfect golf sure. shot it doesn't mean i hit it to two feet yeah just i don't know something about the strike the way the ball yeah. looks in the sky yeah you know no i i am 100 percent with you yeah but i but i guess what i'm saying yeah. is like we the default like this is just one of the examples of like for sure there's a there's a way of like like the rows of like without why where you're just like experiencing this for what it is or there's the other one where it's like you're experiencing this for like what it could get you or what score you're going to shoot or how now you could, you know, shoot under par for these nine holes. Like, um, yeah. Got and it. so, um, I think it's just an interesting way of like looking at those two different, those two different things. And I think if you're playing a competition or you're playing against somebody like, yes, like the score, you know, does matter for that time. Um, but I still think there's a way to, to like be appreciative and like be in the moment of like what's going on rather than being like entirely, you know, outcome, outcome driven. Yeah. 
I, I think I'm seeing that too. Okay. All right. All right, Zach. Thank you very much. I think this is the end. This is the end of part one. We've Sounds got, good. There's going to be a part two coming. Sounds good. Soon. Give some time to digest. Yep. Think of follow-up questions. Um, but thank you. And uh, we'll talk to everyone next time. Clean contact. I hit it again. Because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Come back. Well, here it comes. Come back.